Hey, this is Dr. Patty Sadala. Welcome to my Experience Jesus podcast. This episode will be a little different. I wanted to share all that God did in Oregon at our recent Breakthrough Spirit Life workshop. I think you can tell by my voice that I'm still not quite up to 100%, but I'll share a little bit about that too. I believe that there's so much power in testimony and that your gospel is nothing more than your life story, sharing how God showed up personally in your life like he did for the lives of the disciples who wrote the original gospels. I wanted to begin by sharing the story of how God prepared the spiritual soil for our workshop in Oregon. You know, this whole thing was born out of a meeting that happened at one of our Spirit Life Circle mentor meetings. And at that time, the Lord planted a seed of revival, giving us the idea to facilitate direct praying or encounters with Jesus that would allow him to personally lead people through healing, freedom, and deliverance, and a little bit of clarity about what his purpose was for them. The end result was that we saw a revival spreading like wildfire through the Oregon Valley and then picking up and being spit like sparklers where the fire would pick up and spread wherever people went back home to. There were four of us on that call originally. Pastor George Medellin, who wound up being our host for the event at the House of Glory in Lebanon, Oregon. Dr. Vanessa Janus, a Christian counselor. Pam White was originally on that call and was supposed to be part of our team, but family circumstances got in her way. So Dr. Michelle Kirby, another Christian counselor, healing minister, came in replace of her and then me. So there were the four of us that were called to this Breakthrough Spirit Life Workshop, we would eventually call it. We had visions of a full-blown revival seated in this Oregon town and spreading across the United States and Canada. We learned that there had been a pioneer curse over the entire west coast of the United States from the 1800s. It was birthed from the hopelessness and sadness of people coming across the country in wagon trains with hope of the gold rush and arriving with many families that had died along the way. There was a death curse from the sickness, violence, and accidents along the way, and most families did not make it all the way there intact. That curse has been growing over the many hundreds of years and and birthing this sort of apathetic, bitter root that we we saw happening there. There was also 40 years of prophecies about a revival coming to the Oregon Valley that we discovered after we were given the assignment and told by the Lord that our event would usher in a revival. According to the Harvest Church International website, Rob DeLuca received a vision from the Lord and said, And I witnessed the settling of God's glory covering the state of Oregon. Oregon shall be known as the state of God's healing power. Jim Thornton from the Revival Harvest Ministry shared on their website, 
that he saw a glory cloud coming from the sky and knew it was the power of God that was going to hit that area and continue up the Oregon coast and beyond. And later that year, while visiting Revival Harvest, Heidi Baker from Iris received a word from the Lord that Oregon was going to get hit with fire from heaven. And Cindy Jacobs shared on Elijah's dreams that she received a message in 2019 where God said, if I was the devil, I'd begin to tremble in my boots right now because the glory of God is getting ready to pour out. And not just in Oregon, there's going to be a Northwest glorious move of God that's going to flip things in this state. And regarding the very specific Oregon Valley town where the workshop was held, Pastor Lynn Cooper of Reigning Glory received many prophetic messages from the 1980s until 2014, where she saw spontaneous healings for people simply being in the glorious presence of God. And in one vision, Jesus showed her bread being thrown off the top of a mountain, and Jesus commanded her to make the declaration Break the bread, throw it into the valley, and decree that the bread of life will flow into this valley as never experienced before. The Lord had been setting the table for this workshop, revealing His glory more week after week. In the winter of 2021, the Lord instructed Pastor George Medellin to rename the church from Turning Point to the House of Glory claiming the promises of Haggai 2, chapter 6 to 9. For thus says the Lord of hosts, Once more, in a little while, I'm going to shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land. I will shake all the nations, and they will come up with the desirable and precious things of all nations. And I will fill this house with glory and splendor, says the Lord of hosts, The silver is mine and the gold is mine, declares the Lord of hosts. The latter glory of this house will be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And this place I shall give the ultimate peace and prosperity, declares the Lord of hosts. Pastor George Medellin had been testifying increasing levels of God's glory and anointing at his church in this area and said, There is an open heaven here. People will get saved, healed, delivered, and anointed to do what God called them to do. When we were planning this, the Lord made it very clear that this was not a conference where people would sit passively and receive wisdom from speakers. It would be a Jesus one-on-one prayer and deliverance weekend with three goals. To show people how to increase their intimacy with Jesus, allow him to heal them miraculously, and equip them for their destined calling. This is what the Lord promised to the team. Everyone involved in the Breakthrough Spirit Life Workshop will carry the seed of revival. It's not just about what happens at the workshop, but what happens after they leave. It takes only one incredible moment with me to fan the flame of revival into a blazing wildfire. I trust this team to create that one moment for everyone present at the event. I know who I want there. I know how to get them there. Follow my lead and trust me and watch what happens. In one of our prayer 
preparation sessions, the team saw some visions from the Lord, and the Lord revealed a bitter root of unforgiveness that watered the land and birthed a present-day apathy. And when we got there, we learned that there was a strong witchcraft presence in the Oregon Valley, and especially in the town for which our workshop would be held. There was a strange atmospheric anomaly of dense fog mixed with wildfire smoke in the mountains. This fog-fire combination was so heavy that when I was driving from the airport to my Airbnb, I could not even see that there were mountains until I was almost on top of them. Dr. Vanessa was already sick because when she arrived in Oregon two days earlier, she believed that her illness was because of all the smoke she was breathing in. And then I started feeling sick one day after she arrived, also assuming that it was the fires. One day after I arrived, this fog fire was so dense that there was a 60-car pileup on the highway from the airport to Albany Highway, the very road I would have been on driving from the airport had I arrived the day after. Two people died in that car crash that day. It was now Thursday morning, the day before the workshop, and Pastor George invited Dr. Vanessa and I to attend a Christian business prayer meeting that he attended weekly. Vanessa and I got lost trying to find the place, so we were about 20 minutes late. Then, as they were praying about how they wished they knew what to do about the spirit of witchcraft that had taken over their town, Vanessa and I were looking at each other because we wondered if they even realized that we were there to take care of that very thing. Everything they were praying for was exactly what God had us show up to address. Pastor George mentioned that there was this darkness in this area, and we could absolutely feel it when we were there. We were introduced and explained what we were planning to accomplish at the Breakthrough Spirit Life Workshop that weekend. And to make a long story short, five more people from that group wound up tending our workshop that weekend. On the morning of the first day of our workshop, we had a VIP pre-luncheon event for the Spirit Life Circle members that were in attendance. There were 12 Spirit Life Circle members, one from Australia. We had a great time with the Lord, and he miraculously healed a long-standing back issue of one of the our members that day in that session. What an amazing start to the weekend. Vanessa and I were both sick with COVID while teaching and facilitating for all three days, but we didn't know that's what it was. We assumed our illness was due to the smoke. Yet as miserable as I would be feeling heading to the building, being in the house of glory was enough to give me the anointed energy to do the thing. No one knew I was sick. That was a comment many people made about it. 
But as soon as I walked out of that building, it would hit me. And I would be sick all night, not sleeping well with a pounding sinus headache and lots of chest congestion. And then I would walk into the building and wonder how I was going to get through the day. And the Lord would have someone walk up to me and pray with me. And I would be fine again until I walked out of the building again. The Lord was simply not going to allow that to limit what he had planned for us that weekend. We did not learn that it was COVID until Sunday after the workshop was complete and during the church service that followed. Unfortunately, many participants of the workshop would eventually wind up getting COVID a few days after getting home, and many would have incredible travel challenges. Two women from my local Cleveland Spirit Life Circle left on Sunday for the airport and did not get home until Wednesday night. And I was stuck in Oregon with my diagnosis. And when I was clear on Thursday, I was still delayed in getting back home until Saturday night. When I was casting out demons on Saturday evening, we increased the volume of the spiritual warfare instrumental music loudly to mask the voices of the people doing their own spiritual warring. I was shouting into the microphone at the top of my lungs, things like, you no longer have a contract here. You must go by the power that raised Jesus from the dead and Jesus take them to their judgment, that kind of thing. And there was even a louder sound of what I thought was rain pelting on the roof that was almost deafening. It was so loud, it was actually drowning out all of our voices and the music. I learned the next day that the building was being bombarded by hail and that there was a fierce battle of angels and demons happening on the roof only during that casting out demons exercise segment. I'll share a bit later in the podcast what the Lord revealed to me through a dream the night the workshop was complete. But for now, I wanted to share what happened while we were there. Jesus had said to me, Okay, you've received what you needed to know about what to do next time. Now I want you to go back and look at those evaluations again. Only this time, I want you to see what I did for people while they were there. Reading those evaluations and highlights that are in a 19-page document, overwhelmed me with God's love and his power. I was so grateful to have been part of bringing the healing, deliverance, and revelation of how to connect people with God so intimately in this group of people. It was my gift from the Lord for all my labors, and I was so blessed by it. Here are some of the quotes from what participants said they received in the evaluations that we received. During the baptism of the Holy Spirit in the river of living water encounter, a participant shared, I saw in my mind's eye Jesus and I running to the river of life. I was about 20-ish years old, and we were running together and we were laughing. I started to take my dress and shoes off with my swimsuit underneath. And when we got to the river, we both dove in there together. When we both came out of the water, 
Jesus was standing in front of me. He took me by the arms and said, You don't have to be afraid anymore. He looked me right in the eyes, and I immediately in the flesh began bawling very hard and was released of many years, my entire childhood of an abusive mom. During the soul birthing ceremony encounter prompted by the question, what were you thinking when you created me? One person shared this. God brought me through the experience of my birthing trauma instead of my old memory of being an unwanted girl. God showed me that angels, six of them, were celebrated by coming into this world, presenting me to the world with the purpose that God created me for. It wiped out a lot of unworthiness that has troubled me for my entire life. During the cutting of ungodly soul ties encounter with Jesus, one participant shared, I broke soul ties that affected my whole life for 64 years. It was amazing. So intimate and reaffirming of my value to engage with Jesus in these encounters. I feel much was accomplished. I was able to cut a very strong soul tie with my father as he directed my whole life. I broke that off and I feel different now. I'm blown away. The pieces of my life are becoming clear and I am able to let go now and become all I'm supposed to be and created for. This has given me permission to rise above all the lying voices of performance and come to think of it, this was my breakthrough. And regarding the clarity of calling encounters, one person shared, I saw myself speaking on stage to a sea of colored faces sharing the gospel. I saw it as a family affair with my husband doing teaching, intercession, and my girls doing music and worship. Even my brother would join me and preach. There was way more spiritual warfare after the event was finished. The day after the event, the church was vandalized. The House of Glory sign was ripped down, and Pastor George shared that he and another man were at a restaurant when a man was getting belligerent and nasty to a waitress. They were on their way out the door, and Pastor George addressed the man and simply said, God loves you. This man jumped up out of his seat in anger and looked like he planned to beat him up, and George simply said, seriously, God loves you and walked right out the door. We had stirred some spiritual things up in that town. Our local team member, Kim, and her husband came to our Airbnb to pray for us. They hypothesized that the enemy was attacking the out-of-towners with COVID because we came into their territory and messed with their demons. My Thursday flights were canceled, and Dr. Michelle received a message from the Lord that I had one more assignment in Oregon, and that's one of the reasons I was still having plane issues. Mindy, one of the participants that lived closest to the airport, offered to take me in for the night. She had received her breakthrough at the conference, but the night that I stayed with her, she and I accomplished so much more in prayer. She received an additional healing for her back 
and was healed of food allergy issues. The next day, we were able to test her food allergy issues when we went to a restaurant, and she had no side effects with her new freedom in food. Praise the Lord. Her back issue is a work in progress, and she's testifying that it's feeling better day by day. I also made a great friend in her in that time that we spent together and was blessed by the opportunity. A delayed flight on Friday had me miss my connection in Dallas. It was after midnight when I finally snaked through the long line in the Dallas airport to receive my hotel and transportation vouchers. I was on the phone waiting for the airport pickup shuttle for more than 45 minutes and the hotel never answered the phone. As 20 or so other folks got picked up one at a time by their hotel shuttles, I was left alone with no one to pick me up. It was after 1 a.m. at that time, and I was just about to hang up and simply call an Uber when a large black SUV drove up and a man rolled his window down and offered to give me a ride. He said he was an Uber driver and he was on his way home when he saw that I looked stranded and offered to pick me up. I asked him for proof that he was a real Uber driver and he flashed an ID and I saw only his first name in big letters, Abner, and I made a note of the name to check the meaning of it later. I was wondering at that moment if he might be an angel. I said a quick prayer and the Lord said, he's safe, you can go with him. And Abner said, I won't even charge you until you're safely in the hotel, okay? And I got in his car. When I got to the hotel, it was about 1.20 a.m., and there was a huge line of people at the desk checking in. The man at the desk said that the shuttle driver had received over 120 calls in the last couple of hours and did the best he could to get as many people as he could picked up. When I got to the glorious bed that night, I looked up the name Abner and learned that it meant Father of Light. I believe that the Lord sent me an angel to pick me up at the airport and take me to my hotel. I want to back the story up now and share about what happened when I received the evaluations to filter through um, on Sunday night when the, the night that the workshop was over. The evaluations revealed a unanimous feeling that we could have taken an entire day longer for all the teaching and the encounters that we had planned and that people would have benefited by longer encounter segments. I was so focused on this feedback that I had a dream where God gave me clarity about the next Spirit Life workshop that he wants me to do in Cleveland. He called it the Deeper Spirit Life Workshop. I saw it being conducted in a wooded area, much like a state park, where the teaching would happen in a lodge and people could stay in cabins, in tents, or in the lodge. The focus was on greater intimacy by learning about the fluency of the language of the heart this is the latest book that the Lord has put on me to write after finishing the publication of the fourth Experience Jesus book. At the workshop, we would show people how to use their natural and spiritual senses to connect with God more intimately. I heard God say 
Show them how to look and keep on looking. Listen and keep on listening. Teach them how to internally quiet themselves down and clearly tune to me. Increase their sensitivity to me with both their natural and spiritual senses. We would spend much more time with God and in nature and in quiet time places, teaching people how to quiet themselves down, find God's TV channel in their hearts, establish roots of their special place, and truly know how to discern God's voice and direction from the other competing voices of the enemy and yourself. I still saw healing and miracles and clarity of calling and deliverance all coming because of this intimate connection with the glory of God and understanding how to carry that connection with God so personally into the future. I also saw teaching on biblical dream interpretation but it was almost like an add-on class and not required as part of the event. It was a bonus so that people could learn how to interpret pictures of God, whether they're awake or asleep. I received a great level of detail and a download from the Lord about everything that he would want to have happen in the deeper Spirit Life workshop. I hope this stirs your spirit to want to go to that one. That one will be in Cleveland, Ohio, but it is obviously not yet scheduled. Before closing out this podcast, I wanted to talk to you about all the spiritual warfare. Because if you're listening to this and your takeaway is, wow, I don't want to go to one of those things and get spiritually attacked. I understand. So the Lord wants to have me take a few minutes just to talk to you about spiritual warfare. God's favor is a two-sided magnet. It both attracts God's blessings and presence and also repels the enemy and invites spiritual warfare. When we accomplish things for the kingdom, it aggravates the enemy. And he wants to stop people from making their progress. And essentially, when you do make progress in the spirit, it does put a target on your back for spiritual warfare. But that is part of the overcomer's lesson that needs to be learned. You need to understand that the one in you is far, far greater than the one who is attacking you. And the more you understand that fact, the less power the spiritual enemy has on you. The Lord says for you to remember who you are pleasing when you cower in the face of spiritual warfare. Your fear of the enemy actually empowers the enemy. The enemy can slow you down, but only to the degree that you believe that he has the power to do so. So if you endure spiritual warfare or persecution for my name's sake, congratulations and welcome to the club. There are crowns in heaven for rewarding that choice that you have no idea the value of, and you will not fully understand the blessings of that decision until you receive your heavenly rewards. Remember my promise that I turn all things around for good according to my riches and glory, Romans 8.28. And we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together as a plan 
for good for those who love God to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. It has been two weeks since my original COVID symptom, and as you can hear in my voice, I'm still not 100% back, but I hope you are blessed by hearing the story of all that God did in Oregon. As God promised that each person that was present carries the seed of revival back to their hometowns, and every person in attendance received an upgrade from the Lord and a new assignment. I can't wait to see what God does through each of those who were there. And if you were there, please continue to share your stories with me, and I'll pass them on to the team so that we can know what God is continuing to do by the seed that was planted in Oregon at the Breakthrough Spirit Life Workshop. Before we dive into our encounter today, I wanted to take a moment to ask you for a blessing. If you have learned some new things and have drawn closer to God by this podcast, please pray for the Lord to multiply it and allow the Lord to pop a few names into your spirit for whom you could share this podcast with. Simply text or email them the link to the pattyej.podbean.com site and let them know why you've been blessed by it. And please check out my books, journals, and downloadable resources at pattysadala.com shop. And remember the code EJPOD to receive 10% off everything, even the stuff already on sale. And remember, they make great gifts too. Thank you for blessing me by your prayers and for being a listener to this podcast. If this is your first podcast experience with us, you may want to go back to the trailer episode and learn about the biblical foundation for dialogue journaling, our process for experiencing Jesus. This leads you through the first special place encounter with Jesus as a child. This is a starting point for all of our experiences with Jesus. For best results, it is always good to properly posture your heart for your experience by welcoming Jesus' presence with praise and thanksgiving and playing with him in a special place as a child for a few minutes before asking for anything from him. As you listen to what God did for others, or maybe you were there and you're reflecting on what God did for you, The question that God wants you to ask him today is, what do you want me to do for you? So after meeting with Jesus in your special place and praying with him for a while, ask him this question, Lord, what do you want to do for me? What blessing do you have for me? And allow him to share his heart for you and listen for what he needs from you in order to cooperate with the blessing that he wants to bring you. Take all the time you need and record it all in your journal. Well, I hope you receive some clarity from the Lord about the blessing he's waiting to give to you and for what you need to do to cooperate with that and bring it into fruition. Now it's time to begin planning for the Deeper Spirit Life Workshop. I hope to see you there. And I hope you will join us on this podcast adventure. Follow this podcast and forward it to others that you think may be blessed by it. And check out all the links below. They are designed to take you deeper. I thank God for you and bless you in Jesus' name.